Falcon hates puns and thinks that they're all wrong. One's American and one is an Aussie. Talking about StarCraft 2 and the esports scene. Hello and welcome to the podcast. This week joined by special meme, who the hell is Duddles and why is he here? Hello. Hi. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Anytime. You're always welcome. Uh, Falcon is just like hanging, refusing to say anything. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird to be the strong and silent type on a podcast, Falcon. (laughs) Oh, is he still muted? He's probably muted, yeah. What? Oh, no. There, There we go. What what was that? What was that version of the song? What version of the song? It was the theme song. It was the same song it's always been. Something is going on. Can you guys hear me? We can. We can. Is my internet bugging out? Is <laughs> your stream dying on me? No, stream's fine. No, I, I don't think like it. I don't think it was. Uh. Also, your stream is buffering for me. Is that me or is that you? Uh, I have zero dropped frames. His, his, it's fine. For me, it was like two minutes behind, of, almost a full two minutes behind earlier. Then I refreshed oh, it. It's my fine. gosh, the stupid. <laughs> wow. Wow, Falcon. Picture in a net. How unprofessional, right, Duddles? I'm extremely just I'm actually leaving. Bye guys. Yeah. yeah. You're out of here. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's too much for me. I am ashamed. Just, oh no. How dare someone have internet problems on the internet? Can you believe it? Oh, <laughs> oh, so how you been? Cause you have not been on the internet for like two months. It feels like you've just been gone from my perspective. I pretty much have been. So I have been, um, I've been spending about the past month getting, I moved into an apartment cause we sold our house. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, it's like culture shock living in a house for so long. Um, also mm-hmm. in the suburbs for so long then moving into like inner city has been mm-hmm. like just wildly different. Um, fi is weird. We didn't have a table or like a desk or anything to put my PC on. Um, and I've also, been like, like we still had the house for a while so i was like keeping that there so it'd, like drop my kid off at daycare then like go to my house because like it was it was a, it, well, that's a long story you know i just been on a laptop that can't handle video games except like this mmo from t- 2000 called dark age of camelot <laughs> right yeah i've seen that you've been playing that so i've been playing t- way too much of that um uh-huh, uh-huh. are you winning been- at the very least I know. I assume. Um, I assume this is still another one v one RTS, right? Like, no, it's no, kind it's of like an MMO. MMO. It's an MMO. Yeah, no, it's it's like pre WoW MMO. Like it is. It is <laughs> okay, like well, it is like in between EverQuest and um and WoW. Uh, mm. So it's like more hardcore than WoW, less hardcore than EverQuest. You know, right. Uh, but I mean, hardcore is a grain of salt. Like it's a, it's a free shard. It make they make it pretty free and and easy. And there's like a lot of quality of life. So you're not just having to ride a horse for two hours to like get to a village. Like that's how it was when I played in high school. 
it right. was like, Hey, what's up? Like, Hey, where are we meeting? And they would tell me where, and I'm like, I only have a couple hours to play tonight. Like <laughs> I can't, I can't join you guys. Like, I wish y'all would have like called me discord didn't exist back then either. So couldn't have right. like, Hey, like get on the horse now, <laughs> you know, right. um, you're going to need to take a boat too. After you get there, it's going to be another two hours. And you voluntarily played this game. So, well, I mean, now that there's all the cool, like you can just teleport to towns now. It's oh, like, okay. Not, uh, because they realize it's like that's not. I mean, you don't, you can't do that in the actual like player versus player zones. But it's um, it's cool. I like it because there's there's three realms instead of just two. It's not like Horde Alliance. It's like um, Hibernia, which is like Celtic. I, I'm just gonna keep talking about this because fucking Paladins. Yeah. Out. yeah. Um, yeah. So there's uh, Hibernia, which is like your Celtic, uh, Irish descendant, Scottish stuff. You know. Then you have Albion, which is or Albion, I don't know how people want to pronounce this stuff, which right. is like your, that's where Camelot is, because Dark Age right. of Camelot. You know, that's your, that's your kind of Roman, Middle Eastern, and uh, and um, just like typical Eng- like Britons, right? Like right. your Wessex people, all that nonsense. Mm-hmm. And then you have Midgard, which is like your Vikings, dwarves, dwarves, trolls, all those things. And that's mm-hmm. obviously what I play, because I mean, like, mm-hmm. hello. Obviously, um, yeah. And so it's like all three of them are all so it's like this castle warfare that we have like trebuchets that you have to set up. But it's like, again, like we're talking 1999 mm. level graphics. Um, <laughs> they got redone. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, no. Teach is upset. OK, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, dude, sorry, Falcon's out. And they've asked what I was doing. So I was describing Dark Age account like my entire Starcraft team was like, shut up. <laughs> Right, game is I mean, so bad. I mean, you could be playing StarCraft, is the thing, but you're not. You're playing this. I so I'm back. I'm playing StarCraft again. Uh uh-huh. um, Poorly. Uh huh. Well, it's nothing new, but yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. But I can at least like also take like it, I'm more committed to it again, and and I'm back. So, I mean, like it I took a break. I have so it's much. Fine. Yeah. yeah, like a two month break, and I'm suffering for it majorly. I, I got Diamond One again uh, when I was drunk the other night. So I played forty games in one sitting, and um, which, by the way, I played forty games in one. That's insane. Yeah, that's that. that's crazy. You're practically a pro gamer. Uh. No, I know. Well, I mean, so I was, but it was like that. As is, I, I kind of it's kind of like playing darts for me. Like I kind of have to play while I'm drinking because I just this is such a hobby. That's like mm-hmm. what I do. Is, is I sit down, I'm drinking a beer. And so right. it's like, you know, you're getting to a certain level of like, hey, after like two or three beers, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is how I play the game. Then you like get past that threshold. So I was like, went from 3,800 MMR, was like hit over 4K again. I was like climbing back up to Masters. And then like the fifth or sixth beer was kicking in. Mm-hmm. Maybe a shot of tequila in there. Um, Keeping it spicy. And then I'm back to 3,800 MMR. So it was like. Uh, it, it saddens me. Like on a personal, like I'm a personal failure because I don't drink and I can't play StarCraft half as well as you do. <laughs> That's not right? true at all. Like, I'm like, just a cheesy ass dude. Right. I don't care. Your numbers are higher than my numbers, therefore you're better. That's how StarCraft works. <laughs> you also play nothing but team games. I I play some one v ones. Right. I played a couple the other day. I played two, and I got Protoss both in a row, and it was both oh, the no. Depp printers, and I'm just like. Is this what the ladder is in these days? I hear that a lot, but I I don't I don't my games against Protoss don't go long enough. I couldn't tell you. Um, mm. They usually make like I mean yeah I'm usually fighting like one or two adepts, but like the game's over after that. They either be, they either win with those two adepts or uh or they don't. 
<laughs> like, and that's it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I was going to say, your games are all like two and a half minutes, right? Well, against Protoss. Um, yeah. What do my, you do against Zerg, Duddles? Uh, I play, like, I mean, I usually get three bases, if that helps. Oh. Uh, but, I mean, like, it's so, it's not, I don't really consider what I do cheesy versus Zerg. I do, like, some timing attacks and stuff, but I drone behind it. Not as well as I should, but um, the intention is to drone behind it, and then I screw that up because I'm bad. But uh, it's like, you know, plus one first is what I do a lot, and I do, like, roach timings and stuff. It's I never, like, 13-12. I just, I'm bad at it. It's really weird. Oh. It's everybody's, anytime people watch a stream of mine, they're like, oh, my God. Um, like, what, this guy didn't, this guy went hatch first. Like, I go hatch first every game. Like, every game. <laughs> Every game. <laughs> it's weird that people are like, whoa, he's he's not a spawning pool, huh? That's not my style of cheese. What's right. wrong with you? Yeah, right. fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, for some reason, my microphone has decided to stop identifying itself as a Yeti, which kind of freaks Windows out. But I th think we're going to do OK here. Mm. I mean, we now. can hear you. We've been able to hear you for a while. So. Great. Yeah. I mean, it's mostly usually I can hear myself through the um for my uh, headphones that are plugged into the Yeti. Can't, and that's freaking me out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I looked it up, and this particular thing that's happening basically says, send it back to Blue, and they'll send you a new one. It's oh. like, how is this a hardware failure? What is, what? Fine. All right. <laughs> so I guess maybe I'll do that. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Blah, 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 I say. Anyway, glad we could, uh, glad I could make it to the podcast. It sounds like you guys are doing great so far. Yeah, I do Glad you could be here. Talking about, talking mm -hmm. about me a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fair. Haven't seen you for a while, so got to get caught up. Understandable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good to be yeah. back. Yeah. All right, so what I want to talk about first here is The Mandalorian. I think there are some things to explore about the latest episode of The Mandalorian, season two. What do you guys think? Is this oh, episode yeah. two or three? The most recent one is two. Okay. I don't think there's a three yet. Right, because right. at two is pretty boring. I don't think much happened. Yeah. Like that's, that's what really bugs me about this is that uh -huh, we promised, bugs, like it. we're going to get, Good no, job. those are spiders, not bugs. Uh, <laughs> entomology speaking, you're wrong about that. Um, they have six legs, not eight. They're bugs. That's it. Then they're insects, right? Which are bugs? Those, they're spiders. They didn't have six legs. They're spider-like. Oh, spiders are still bugs. It's insects that are insects are bugs and spiders are bugs. It's spiders are not insects. Isn't that what it is? Mm. Spiders are not bugs. Spiders are not way. insects. I know they're not insects. They're definitely not insects, but right. I thought it was like a square rectangle scenario. I don't know if the word bug is a scientific word, it's, actually. <laughs> I assume it's not. Yeah, that's our problem. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Okay, so first of all, we get no information about the child, just like most of the episodes of this show. Everybody just wants to know who this is. We know it's not Baby Yoda, but it's clearly one of his species. Where'd he come from? Mm -hmm. uh, or yeah, does he have species. people we can find? Yeah, but they're not getting that to us at all. This whole episode was yet another quest of the week. It's another RPG. We need you to take this person over here. It's basically yeah. a FedEx quest. And then shenanigans yeah. ensue, and then nothing happens. <laughs> like, it's just, I don't know, it's a very spinning-its-wheels episode. It feels very... They definitely have a formula, right? It's like... you know delivery quest yep. and or bounty quest one of those something goes wrong with it 
yep. result, you either have to, to, in order to continue, you have to kill a large beast. Well, I don't know why that's the theme. It's always a, a, a some sort of large animal beast. monster. Animal yeah. Of some sort. yeah. Or you are now stuck in a cavern with frost spiders. Um, and there's a giant one that counts as a beast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that, that's, that's the one that drops the epic armor. Um, yeah. Yeah, or, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It ruins yes. your ship. Yeah. Like, like, but I, I so I wasn't the episode was funny. The egg eating was funny. Um, Baby Yoda's a sociopath. It's great. Yeah, uh, I think the egg eating is emblematic of the fact that Yoda, Baby Yoda is definitely a carnivore. We saw him eat a live frog earlier in season one. So this mm-hmm. isn't new. But I, I think it's more interesting in the fact that the Mandalorian as a single parent, like he doesn't know what to do. He kind of sucks at this. Like his adopted <laughs> child ha- is doing something that he knows is wrong and that is bad, but he can't like he can't control it. He can't parent his way out of this. Baby Yoda, the last thing that happens in the episode is Baby Yoda eats another egg. <laughs> like, that was that was the best. I, I didn't like the episode until that happened. Then I was like, all right. So I, the two things I like, the X-Wing fighters were great and like what the egg eating. Um, and then like and then budget Sigourney Weaver was back. Um and that was interesting. <laughs> what? She, what? That's Princess Carolyn. How dare you? Kid, she's budget Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, no, hundred yeah, percent. Big, big time. She is absolutely budget Sigourney Weaver. Um, I don't oh. her her character's so weird. She seems so out of place in the whole like universe. I she's it's, so like like she's like a bartender personality. She's like, right. hey hon. You know, like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's Amy Sedaris. I love her. She does a ton of great voice work for Princess Carolyn and Bojack Horseman, which is a great show, and she's a great character in it. But yes, I think she... Yes, I agree. I don't think she's in place uh, in this world. She's a little too New York for it. Like, it's a weird... Yeah, yeah. like, she's got the accent and the attitude, and she's like, I've been thinking about this baby for weeks. It's like, what is wrong with you, lady? Like, you met me for two minutes. You better cook a medium rare. Yes. <laughs> so I don't like yeah, You got much. any of that dragon meat for me? I mean, my accent is I'm not anything <laughs> like her. It's, <laughs> weird. It's, it's a good New York accent, though, which is what I said, which is not accurate. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> but that's, but that's, the, that's the feeling I get after I hear it. It's like, hey, hon, you got some dragon meat? Well, <laughs> like, also, right, I mean, Jesus. okay, so here's the chain of events, right? Mando, Mando gets his speeder blown up. He walks back to town. Her, her speeder blown up. Her speeder blown up, walks back to town. Mm-hmm. Not addressed and then, Not even brought up. So he comes over, says, all right, I need to find a Mandalorian. And then suddenly giant ant person's like, yes, I know where to find Mandalorians. Pay this $500 bidet that I owe, and I'll sh- tell you where they are. It's like, what? Yeah. The cri- hey, what? what? No, Mando, don't buy this. I love that it's like... So in the episode one is like this crazy. I mean, I I know you guys you guys have probably already talked about episode one. I haven't heard that one yet, but like, I great episode, right? Um, but like this good. very beginning of episode two makes the ending of the entire first episode relevant because like, why didn't you just ask your friend? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. why are you going to these sketchy Be- like underground fighting arenas to figure out where these guys are. Whenever you have a friend who like, Hey, I happen to know an, an, an insect this time. It is an insect. It's an ant. Um, <laughs> who knows where, where Mandalorians are. No, she, no, that's the whole point. She didn't know ant guy had any information about Mandalorians. Yeah, the okay. ant guy heard that Mando was looking for Mandalorians and took advantage of the situation. And Mando is a chump. 
he got sold a bad bill of goods and just rolled with it. He's, it's like, dude, come on. Like, we have to, we're supposed to think you're smart because you're not smart. I think he's desperate is what it is. I don't know but if he's I mean, smart. He just, he just has no options. Yes. No, I get it. He's desperate. But, like, at least show a sign of skepticism that this dude knows what he's talking about. Can you yeah. do that? He's just like, sweet. You have the information I need. What can I do to secure it? It's like, no, no, no. The odds that this guy knows anything are very low, dude. Thanks, random guy at a sketchy ass bar who's playing poker with Sigourney Weaver's, you know, like stepsister. Yeah. Stunt double. Yeah. Stunt double. <laughs> yeah. So I, as soon as that conversation happened, I was like, dude, Mando, you're getting taken for a ride, bud. Why are you going along with this? And because the show needs him to, obviously, for the story. But like, I just lost respect for him. I used to think he was a smart character, and I think he's kind of dumb. I mean, he's definitely badass. That's there's no the fire thing though. So whenever the spiders were swarming the ship, right, and um, then like he he didn't get the fire thing out at first, or like, they weren't even on the ship yet. But I was like, the, as soon as like the spiders started swarming, I was like, man, if only he had like a flamethrower. You know, like why is he getting a pistol out for this scenario? It's so an RGB staple. You can't single shot swarms of enemies. You got to get the AOE. You need the psionic storm for this man. Yeah, you need your splash damage. Yeah, get it out. Exactly. Exactly. Don't understand. Mm. So yeah, you don't. That. You don't. You don't. You don't counter zerglings with ghosts. You don't. What right. you need to do is kneecap the frog and hope they accept the sacrifice and leave you alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never going hiking with you Somicron <laughs> bad things will happen to me and you'll be fine if we ever get swarmed by spiders I will tell your kids you said hello you're gonna kneecap me and book it out of there that's what's gonna happen mm-hmm. fair yeah, man. okay so the X-Wing pilots you mentioned you liked those guys and I thought they were good characters too but I kind of I'm interested by the constant portrayal of X-Wing pilots in this universe as like lawful neutral right or so i would love for you to go more into that because okay. i didn't really get from these guys i didn't really get lawful neutral like i got what did you get good a little maybe not full lawful good well that's um, the thing like lawful good members of the republic number one in season one right mando leaves the distress beacon from the prison ship at the space dock where his dudes betray him Right? Do you remember this? The mm -hmm. X-Wing pilots hyperspace in, no radio signals, no nothing, blow it up. They're just like, there's something, some people here are involved with the, you know, this jailbreak. We don't know who's responsible for anything. Everybody dies. And then we go home. And I was like, that is not a lawful good maneuver at all. No, and no, then, for sure. And then in yesterday's episode, they're like, all right, so look. We figured out you're involved with that jailbreak, but you did some good stuff and you saved some Republic lives. So, like, uh, we won't arrest you or kill you. And Mando's like, will you help me with my ship? And they're like, screw you, buddy. Uh, and flew off. And I was like, that's not lawful good either. So I'm just trying they to figure his, out where to put them. They saved his life. I feel like if they, because I mean, like, they were still basically, I mean, his ship, I don't, the thing about the Star Wars universe, I don't understand where they're like, all right, you know, so does this guy have, like, nine windshields just sitting in his trunk? You know, like, what that thing was kicked in pretty good. Um, mm -hmm. Most of the ship is, I mean, I understand they were like, hey, we're just going to seal the rest of it. But, like, the engine, like, that looked pretty messed up. And he's like, oh, it's fine. 
<laughs> I totally. I mean, I just need a soldering iron. Let's go. Yeah. Well, I thought, I totally thought for sure those X-wing dudes were like, "We saved your life, so that makes us even with whatever good stuff you did on that prison ship." But we're leaving you to die. Have a nice day. <laughs> like, damn, you guys are cold. Because if you look at the ship, he's got a giant spider crushing it. Mm -hmm. Obviously, yeah. there's tons of structural damage. The engines are like buried in snow. I didn't think he'd be able to get out of there that easy. I don't think the X-Wing pilots looked at it and said, we can probably make it out of here just fine. I think they left him to die, is all I'm saying. Yeah. But, like, what about the cargo? Like, they knew that those people were probably innocent, you know? They just didn't care. Or even the... if they were innocent. Like, what, like the, the, the other people, like the baby that was with him. <laughs> you know, they're like, fuck the baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! They were! Did they know he had other people on board? Right? Like, his when... After they shoot out all the spiders, he only the Mando walks out. The rest of them stay in the ship. And he, when they were on comms, he's not like, look, I've got kids and I'm booking it. Please don't shoot. He's like, just keeps flying. And they're like, don't make us do this. Right? They don't, there's no point where they ever know it's more than him in that ship. Like, Frog Lady kind of squawks while he's on open comms and he's like, shut right. up. Right. So maybe they think he's smuggling people. Yeah. But in that case, like, wouldn't they want to, like, try to save the people he's smuggling, maybe? No, oh. of course not, because they're not lawful good. Or because they're in X-Wings and they don't really have the space. I mean, at least investigate. Like, that's part of what I talked about in Season 1 with these guys. No investigation. Show up, murder everybody, go home. Show yeah, up. they're like the kind of cops who are like, this ain't what the, pup, the paperwork, Rick. Everybody's yeah. from New York. Star Wars, no, by the way. <laughs> that's entirely fair. I just, the entire Mandalorian, it doesn't matter what planet, they're like, ha, ah, and they're like, hey. Like the, <laughs> Got me just, any of those tauntauns? <laughs> the reason I just bring this up is we've been conditioned generally to think of X-Wing pilots as good people, right? Every uh -huh. X-Wing pilot we've ever seen in any of the other Star Wars has been like, eh, there's no reason for us to think they're bad, at least. Right. Or uh, neutrally or morally gray in any way. Like they're part of the Republic. They are righteous fighters for good. And that's all we know about them, right? For the most part. Uh, yeah, but that, yeah, was, I mean, that was what, 15 years ago? You know, like these guys are cops now. And that's the whole point. Like they've gone from freedom fighters to enforcers of the law, which is a very mm -hmm. different thing to do. So, yeah, they're cops now. And they're maybe not as heroes as they were, you know? Right. I just I'm I'm I like it. I like the choice. I think it's way more interesting than if X Wings are super friendly to Mando and they help him out of all sorts of scrapes and they're just guardian angels, right? Like that's kind of boring. But mm -hmm. the way that these cops are like, uh, we won't outright kill you, but we're not your friends. I kinda like it. I, I, I think my favorite part about the show is are these little things that they do like that. Like they actually go into yeah. the psychology more so than like like obviously in the in the um in the sequel trilogy. Uh, yeah. they, they really pursue like, Hey, this is what a stormtrooper's life is like, but then they, they, they don't really, you know, it's right. like, well, yeah, but he was, he was obviously an, an anomaly. Um, right. But like in the Mandalorian, you have these little glimpses of like, Hey, you have the, the normal stormtrooper guys who punch baby Yoda in the face. And those are both like funny comedians who did it. And that was, that was fantastic. Um, and they both are shooting, trying to shoot a can and like look at other guns. They can't do it. That scene was hilarious. Like they go a little bit of psychology, just like, hey, this is a personality type of a stormtrooper. 
you know, give them a little mm-hmm. bit of life to it. And then they do it with the X-Wings too. It's like more like a cop. So it's like, you kind of almost like, it's almost like the Imperial guys just kind of came off as like street thugs who were just like, Hey, like, I don't like, you just hear the boss just killed somebody else. And like just for, for speaking out, I'm not going over there. Then like, it's like, it's like these guys work for the mafia. Then you turn the X-Wings and you guys have like, you know, they're like, they're, they're, they're like, we're, we're willing to look the other way with you, bud. But next time, totally, <laughs> you know, like, like there's totally, you know, they're police officers. It's, it was, it was fantastic. I like that. All right. So I went back and pulled up the stream for the last episode. And number one, yes, the X-Wing pilots never get direct visual confirmation. There's anybody else on that ship except for Mando. Yeah. Yeah, not even like told. Not even like nope. they don't see it, but they okay. just—they're also never told. No. And I'm gonna put into chat here a screen cap of what the ship looks like when they leave. This is—they leave, and then Mando looks back at the ship. <laughs> Do you think that thing's getting out of there? I think that ship's staying on the size planet for a very long time. So yes, and also when he repairs it, he leaves the freaking spider exactly like that. And, you know, he has a tool that are like, I mean, I'm assuming could probably cut through flesh, you know, and so he doesn't like remove like the spider from the ship first before he's just like assuming that this thing that just by the way, the weight of it took the ship down. But now that he's, you know, stationary, not he doesn't have any thrust upward or anything. He can totally just lift off from nothing in a completely damaged ship that has no pressure, pressurized anything except for the cockpit. Like this will be totally cool. I just, I can't see the X-Wing pilots looking at this and going, he'll be fine <laughs> and flying <laughs> off. I don't, I don't, I, I really don't think that was their intent. You're it's dead, crazy, bro. man. I like it. I like the moral gray aspect of the, of the world that they're in. It's good. So that was my favorite part. <laughs> the rest of it, like the spiders, eh. Frog lady, eh. Um, Frog lady was awful. I didn't like her at all. No, it helps. I mean, it doesn't help that we can't understand anything that she says until she hacks the assassin droid to use him to speak for like 10 seconds. And then she repeats herself the entire time. Yeah, it's like she's on. She, it, I didn't I didn't like that character very much. Also, it really seems like she didn't have any like stress about the fact that Baby Yoda was eating her eggs. She had to have known. Like, she has them counted. She's like, hey, there was 28 of them earlier. Now there's 15. Exactly. (laughs) But she's never once is she like, so where are my babies? She's like, ah, we have a lot. The reason we have a lot is because we need a (laughs) lot. Like, children. (laughs) And yeah, by predator baby Yodas. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This species has been our primary predator our entire existence. (laughs) I'm happy that you have one. I'm happy that you have one aboard. <laughs> Them's the brakes. Uh, That's great. Also, I they kind of just pulled the whole thing out of their butt. Like, hey, if we go to hyperspace, these eggs will break. It's like what? Like, we've never yeah. seen hyperspace do any damage to living tissue at all under any circumstances, and now there's this one species that their eggs, if they go into hyperspace, they're done. Sure. Why not? Okay. I mean, like, you can't ride a roller coaster when you're pregnant. You know, I, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> you know an what? That's an point. excellent yeah. point. That's yeah. really good. All right. You win. That's I mean, fair. We've also never seen a pregnant person get into a ship that was going to go at light speed, right? Like, it's just never happened. Well, I mean, at, in the same concept, you're probably going to feel more G forces just leaving the atmosphere. Right. 
probably. It depends on how I mean, slowly you do it, I guess. I mean, you can make the jump to light speed in Atmar, right? We've seen that That's, happen. We've seen that happen. It's yeah. true. It's true. Uh, so I, I, this is the reason why, like, hardcore scientists are always like way prefer Star Trek over Star Wars because they're like Star Trek, like they tried really hard to get it right, right? You know, uh, they're like they, they didn't, they absolutely didn't. But they, there was an attempt. Star Wars, they use like words like, "Yeah, I made it in fifteen parsecs," and parsecs is a distance. <laughs> so well, but then, and then they retcon the hell out of it to try to make it seem like it is actually a time. Yeah, yeah. It, in Solo, they, 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 they did it. They've done it three or four times recently where they're like, look, you all you geeks who have told us parsecs are not a measurement of time. Screw you. It is. Look, this is how. And it's like, Ugh. just let it go, man. Yeah, take the yeah. L. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Just, just leave it alone. Yeah. Although Star Trek, like, OK. There are LeVar Burton did a thing once where he talked about his time on Next Generation. And mm -hmm. literally in the scripts, the writers would put insert techno babble here. They'd be like, there's a problem with the ship. We don't care what it is. Make some stuff up. <laughs> like if that's not important to us at all. And that's like, all right, that's what I took away from the Star Wars world. Hyperfluctuators. Oh, yeah. There's no consistency at all with any of the scientific terms in Star Trek. So I don't think they're and like they're not any better than Star Wars is with this. I don't think. But I don't know. Maybe maybe they do try a little bit harder. Hard to say. Anywho, that's the Mandalorian. Tell us who Baby Yoda is, please. That'd be nice. Sorry, I just found a... I was looking. I'm wondering if it was there. Is there a Star Trek Technobabble generator? And sure enough, there is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, Disturbances yeah. in the, man, uh, the molecular transporter banks are failing. Whatever that means. It sounds like it would be there. Sciencey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds total Sciencey. That totally works. That's great. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. All right. Wonderful. So enough Mandalorian. We have other stuff to go over today. Do we though? A little bit. We have start. We have um, Starcraft. Yeah. I Dude, we have to talk about. We got to talk about Clem, man. I haven't watched those games. Oh. So well, I haven't either. I've watched highlights, and I will tell you right now, mm -hmm. they, they're good. They good games. Cle Clem's face is everything. It's magical. Mm -hmm. Clem, yeah. Clem is, he, he, the fact that this guy's been, so it's weird because he's like, what, eight? And, um, but he's been playing <laughs> Starcraft for, for 15 years now. Um, she was in utero, yes. Yeah, like, I mean, his, he, like, his dad was playing, but, like, he, his dad didn't know what he was doing. It was the child through, the, through his mother, right. um, playing through his soul or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, this kid is so good. And it, just the, the, for, you know, from like, what, five years ago or four years ago, something. Watching like Rainer and Clem, they were the guys who were kind of like what Estrella did, where it, maybe Estrella kind of flew up a little higher and faster than they did, I think, where it's like we knew the name a little bit, but like he just exploded. Now he's in GSL. But uh, like, Clem was like, he was doing all like the base trade TV tournaments, all the amateur stuff. Like if he probably would have won pizzas, you know, and his parents would have been like, like, why is there a pizza coming on? You know, you know like it would have been really funny. <laughs> um, and, and Rainer was too. And so then all of a sudden, once they finally get old enough to, like, play in WCS, everyone is saying it's, like, the whole time, hey, this, these people are winning WCSs, but that's because Rainer isn't allowed to play in them yet. And Clem, and, like, but Clem was never harped as much as, as Rainer. Until about two years ago, whenever Rainer started actually, you know, kind of picking up a little bit, people were starting to say, like, no, watch out for Clem. 
and you watch his games and whenever he was on it it was like i don't think anybody could have beaten that beaten him in this game like because he was so perfect but then you flip it around and it's like you know the next five games are like uh he's he's 13 um whatever but like he is he's finally and he beat Mario two Mario two to zero mm-hmm. Clint yeah. <laughs> Mario it's amazing and yeah, he beat Cyril. like this yes. is all the same week it's amazing it blows I mean, my mind good for Clem good for Clem Maru's Maru though like for Maru to lose to anybody is kind of like oh that's Maru he does that sometimes yeah. he wins GSLs and then goes Bleh. <laughs> Yeah, but he doesn't lose to foreigners like that. I did see someone. Oh, except uh, for Mio Micah. Go ahead. <laughs> I did see someone sum up Group A as being like the uh, the the Koreans weren't able to take a single map of foreigners. It's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> you know, Sorry. I think Z- yeah, Zombie Group said like this is the most brutal explanation of Group yeah. A I've ever seen. Because <laughs> it's true. So back to Australia just a little bit. I don't know if we can rank him higher than Rainer and Clem just because he's played in a GSL. No, no. Rainer and Clem would be doing fine in GSL if they lived in Korea. I agree with you. I'm saying they they he shot up faster. Like when it like when it came to knowing who he was, I think in the in the mm. general StarCraft audience, Clem and Rainer have been around. Even if Australia has been around as long, their names have been around longer. Just I think be, probably because of their age and the fact that they're not North American. You know, because well, Rainer took second place in BlizzCon last year. <laughs> like, no, no, but I'm talking before that. I'm good. talking like four years Earlier. ago. He's, he's okay. Worked. I mean, like literally. There's the big joke is that people are asking how old Rainer is, and they'd be like, Rainer's been 12 for eight years now. Like yes. that's the joke. He's everybody's known who he was since he was literally 12 years old playing the game, and yep. now he's like 18 and wearing like. Uh, Armani and shit on on Twitter, but um, do I do I have to like drink every time I cuss? I'm sorry, I, I try not, not to on this podcast. I mean, I, I am fine. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, anyway, yeah, but Australia, like, I mean, he's North American, a, and that's like huge. Um, his name was like people like I knew who he was, but like, kind of like I knew his name, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh cool, we have a new North American player who's like this guy just beat me, but it was like ah, it was a PVP, so what does that mean? And then all of a sudden he's like, oh anyway, this guy's in GSL. It's like how did that's that's amazing, and he like didn't do eh, horribly. Like I mean he he didn't do great, but whatever. Nobody was expecting him to win GSL. No, he didn't get. I mean. It was his first GSL. Nobody in their first GSL makes it to the playoff or anything stupid like that. So it's fair. It's yeah. True. Yeah. Very fair. I've seen people. I've seen people do worse than he did. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Anyway, Clem's great, man. Like for him to beat Cyril and Rayner in like quick succession, like he did for the EU DreamHack qualification bracket, was just bananas like no one's done that no one has done that to those two guys for a long time now it feels like mm-hmm. so he's he's all right time of the terran man like i don't want to hear terrans complaining about balance for the rest of the year can we just stop you guys are doing okay you're fine are you one, guys on the, it's been you get... it's been a tvt finals and gsl for seasons one and season three and clem just won dreamhack eu so come on we're doing all right. Right, right. He won the EU qualifier. I mean, let's wait till Dreamhack's actually finished. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. He, put, he took down two, the two. 
I don't know what rank Serral and Arena are right now in the world, but they are not lower than three or four, right? They're right. Probably the top two foreigners. Did probably the top two players. I don't think foreigners. Uh, Rainer was number one like two or three months ago. Really? Uh, Ours, yeah. Ours, like, on a Legalac level. A Legalac. Rainer is number one. Serral is two of all, all players worldwide. Yeah. So, okay. like, for Clem to be like, I'm going to take down number one and number two in quick succession. And uh, that's, I don't care what tournament that is. I don't care where you are. That's ridiculous. Clem is playing super well. Widow Mines are good units. Like, that's what killed Serral was Widow Mines. Mm -hmm. Serral's tweet about it, too, was like, don't ask me what I was doing during those games. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, dang, Serral, dark. When he sees on the so, side of it. Yeah, for sure. Did you guys sure. see this, this uh, Fear Dragon thing? It was like, Clem is better than Serral and Rainer. Neeb beat Clem. Astrea beat Neeb. Asuna beat Astrea. Starkiller beat Asuna. Starkiller, both Pizza Pie champion and best foreigner. And so I said, so I beat a GM toss in a best of one one time who took a map off of Starkiller. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there, right? Like... <laughs> Logic holds up for me. I think it's valid. Yeah. Well, that's why you got to hate those things, right? <laughs> Sports has those too. College football has what's called the circle of suck, where every team has beaten a team that's beaten a team that's beaten a team that's beaten a team. And it goes around in a circle. So mm -hmm. last year it was incredible. It was great. <laughs> They're like, yeah, University of Lone Star Kingwood Community College once took a flag football game off of uh, this other team and go through that cycle all the way. And they're like, so they're better than LSU. Yeah, it's basically like trading up from a paperclip. Like, you know that game? <laughs> yes. It's just basically that. You just start with the crappiest team and they beat someone who's beat someone who's beat someone and all the way up, the, all the way to the top. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's basically what we're talking about with StarCraft there too. It's a good time. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good. Good job, Clem. Way to nail it. But yeah, we still have to get to DreamHack Winter proper where everyone's going to be there, and we'll see how he does there. He's going to represent well, I think. Mm. Go EU. Uh, what else is on our list here today? Akudama Drive? Yeah. You able to watch any of that, Duddles? <laughs> I did not. I'm sorry. No. All right. Well, yeah. Summer Cry and I are going to talk about it a little bit. That's sure. fine. Yeah, I'll go for it. Sure. Is there anything to talk about in this? Like nothing happened in the next this next episode. Like they had uh, lunch. And that's yeah, it. they had magic lunch. It was magic lunch. It's true. They had magic lunch. They had a lunchbox. You close the lid, say what you want. You open the lid, you get it. But it can't do liquids. But it can do wine. As long as it's in a bottle. So if yeah. you asked for soup in a like closed container, right? It would it would work, right? Theoretically. It's but, just a failure of imagination on the part of the of whoever wanted soup, the hoodlum, right? Right, right, right. But he doesn't, like, they don't tell him that, and he just goes, oh, this time I'll ask for soup in a can. I'll just take onigiri, right? Like, yeah. Just I'll just have it. something else. I'll just have plain rice bowls. Yeah. I love that the doctor ends up with freaking two wine glasses and, like, wine and stuff. Like, how? Whatever. It's fine. It's magic. We're mm -hmm. good. Yep. Well, and then the fact that the our protagonist girl has to, like, teach the two robot children what food is was a little bit concerning 
Sure. I mean, it's that's intriguing. not literally what happened. They were just like, we're not hungry. And she's like, eat this. And they're like, oh, wow, that's nice. It's like, what the? <laughs> what is wrong with you? There's something wrong with these kids is what I'm trying to say. You mean the two kids they pulled out of a, a locked vault on a moving train through a decontamination zone where no, nothing living can live nor pass through? And there's something wrong what? with these children? Well, <laughs> take apart the decontamination zone because there's passenger seats on that train. We know that's bullcrap. <laughs> if you guys could hear this without context, anime is so <laughs> weird. <laughs> so weird. You're not wrong. This one's... This one's got some weirdness to it, for sure. But look, man, I'm just saying, if they were like basic child trafficking victims, but normal kids, they could be locked up in there, and that makes sense. That's not what they are. Something else crazy is happening here. Sure, and I suspect we'll find out. Maybe. Eventually. Can you guys give me like a just a 30-second rundown of the entire show so far? Uh, <laughs> okay, so... Tokyo, well, Japan has been split into two. You have Kansai in the south and Kanto in the north, and in between is a kind of like a radiation minefield, like no nothing living right. there. Okay, You're thirty so, seconds are up. Awesome. I'm just yeah. keep going. <laughs> right, the south is full with criminals who don't want to be there, but are forced to be there because they can't pay or bribe or win their way to the north. But a group of criminals has come together called the Akudama, right, who are hired for an extortionate amount of money to rescue something from a vault in a prison, uh, on a train. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. And that's it. Okay. And basically, these Akadama are super duper magic skilled criminals who each have mm. a specific skill set. I was, I was about to say, where the hell does a magic lunchbox come into this? Yeah. Uh, I mean, one of the things introduced the, the, the concept time. of supernatural stuff pretty early. Okay. Uh, mm, I mean, it's supernatural, but it's all under the skies of being technology. It's not. Except it's not, when, uh, except when the brawler jumps to the blimp and he jumps like eight miles. That's right. not that's, technology. That's just that's, him. That, that's just anime. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. If it's just him, that makes it natural, not supernatural. No, his skin's like harder than normal human skin. There's supernatural aspects to him for sure. Have yeah, you guys that, ever seen those 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 contests of like like this? Can Superman beat Go, Goku or like yeah. any of those? Right. Try to do yeah. like a Marvel or DC superhero that's like uh -huh. invincible versus uh -huh. just like a regular anime protagonist. The anime protagonist wins every time. Yeah. Like, and it's not even close. Like anime is the most super overpowered, broken thing. I don't know what it is about anime, but they're just all like, this guy has punched a planet and exploded. Like, <laughs> right. Yes. He's, he's a, he's a rice farmer. <laughs> punch the planet. Explode. Well, and the natural, the natural extension of this is one punch man where it's like, <laughs> did a hundred yeah. push-ups and ran three kilometers every day and now i'm a god killer and it's like yes yeah, sure yes anime of yeah. course <laughs> that's how it works guys yeah uh-huh uh -huh. are you getting picked on at school do a bunch of push-ups you'll be fine i mean you got to do it for a while or it's not just like a week and a half man it's like it you gotta two do years, it until your hair falls out yeah Wait, it was and, two years yeah you gotta do it until two, your hair so falls out yeah, two years is, is God-killing level, but yeah. like a week and a half, yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like you can take your bully at school, right? <laughs> Fair. Maybe. Uh, maybe, maybe so. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'll keep going. I didn't mean to, like, derail it. <laughs> no, that's it. That's just the basic thing. See, here's um, the thing. Falcon likes to have all the shows come out week to week, so he can have half 
broken conversations about are the kids supernatural? We don't know because we'll find out in a later episode. And I like to binge watch shows. So he put this on the list and there's nothing to talk about from my perspective because it's all questions to which we do not currently but will probably have the answers to. Sure. Okay. There's stuff I liked about it. Like I really, I'm really, I enjoy the brawler's attitude, right? He's sure. like, I got to go hunt down that executioner and kill him. And they're like, dude, he stabbed you last time and you almost died. And he's like, yeah, eh. <laughs> he made me feel afraid. That was awesome. Let's do it again. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you go get him, tiger. He's great. Sure. Yeah, yeah, what does fun. he say? He says, I'll, I'll you know, um, I'm going to win next time I fight him, even if I die. And it's like, but that's not <laughs> how that works. Yeah, yeah. it's good. It's a good show. Highly recommend. Mm hmm. Yeah, for sure. Anywho, I will. Uh, I will actually watch it. Just I can't do anime, but I'm going to do it for you guys. All right, do it. Just, I mean, look, man, I'm not telling you to watch something you hate, but like maybe watch the first couple episodes, and if it's terrible, then don't watch anymore. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. If you want, yeah. I can give you an anime that you'll hate. Right? Like I, I can just look up and I can <laughs> find a massive list of just shit that you would not be able to put up with. Have, right. have you, uh, are you? I know you guys are watching an anime, so I doubt you are. But if you've, if you've ever been a person who's in a, like a this, you know, a kind of a nerd culture, so a lot of your friends obviously are going to really, really like anime. And if you ever once, especially to a stranger who you're meeting like through a mutual friend, be like, you know, I don't really care for anime. Like I tried it, you know, and I don't like it. And I can even give them the whole story. Like I was on Somicron earlier. I've been to Akon twice. Like I've tried, I've seen a ton. Of, I've I've tried it. Uh, Every once in a while, try to go back. I really want to like it. I want to. I just it's just not for me. And the guy's like, we'll start. He will give me a list of like seventy five animes, and he's like, by the end of this list, you'll like anime. And I'm like, by the end of this list, I'm gonna jump off a bridge. Like, this sounds horrible. Right, right, right. Here's the thing. What I was suggesting was not that. That guy was suggesting here's seventy five top tier anime that you will convert you to loving anime. I can give you a list of seventy five anime that will. You will throw yourself off a bridge before you make it past the opening of the first one, right? Like, I, I can find you. Oh, I've, I've probably seen them, like, or at least like the, those types. I've I've seen it towards like five minutes in. I'm just like, people, like this is this has like five seasons. You said, <laughs> like, <people>. yeah. <laughs> this got enough of a response that they're like, let's keep it going, guys. Like, Evidently. It was all about the anime boobies. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. That is not true. There no, are many. There are at least four animes without anime boobies. So, so Ninja Scroll does ha does have anime boobies, but that's absolutely like nobody's watching Ninja Scroll because they're like, I hope to see the anime boobies. Like that was a, a social commentary. <laughs> that was like, Ninja Scroll was amazing. Like I love that was so that was one of my introductory animes, and I think that's probably why I don't like animes because like I watched that and I was like, this is great. Then every anime I watch since I'm like, what? Like, what? Why is everything so silly and hokey and stupid? Like, like, why is everything like a child song but then sexual? It's so weird. It's so weird. Yeah, there's a lot of weird out there, but there's also a lot of good. I think. Yeah. 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 So in non-anime land, I binged uh, the Queen's Gambit on Netflix the last couple of days. It's uh, basically it's, it's a mini series. It's one season of eight episodes, hour long each. I don't think there's going to be a season two. It's just a very self-contained story. It's really good. Um, so what's funny about it, though, two things. Number one, I thought it was a British show. I thought it was a British show about chess. 
But then like you start out in Kentucky and it never leaves Kentucky. And I'm like, uh, this is definitely nothing to do with England at all. What happened here? Some of the promotional material has the actors dressed up in like English clothes and they're in England. And I don't know why. Uh, we never actually go to Britain at all, period, through the whole show. So I'm not sure what happened. Uh, but number two, it's really good. It's like for the smallest of spoilers, it's basically about a little orphan girl who gets introduced to chess. She's nine years old and it's discovered she's a prodigy. So she starts kicking everyone's butt in chess and it just kind of follows her story. And it's great. So I got three episodes in and I was like, what's the true story this is based on? This is amazing. The answer is there's no true story. It's entirely made up. There's never been a female chess prodigy at a young age. Every chess prodigy for young kids has been dudes every single time. And I was like, that does not seem... That's impossible. How has there never been a girl who's like gifted at chess at that level? I don't understand. Exposure. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, I don't uh, know. Social, social gender roles. Yeah. I mean, it, it, part, it has to, I, honestly, that, that's my only actual explanation because I have no idea. There's no, it's not like there's no prodigies that are girls that if they picked up chess, they wouldn't have blown everybody's mind, right? Right. And that's what I'm saying. There have probably been, you know, hundreds or thousands of girls in human history of the last, last 1500 years that chess has been around that would have been the greatest chess player of all time. They just never, ever looked at chess in their whole lives, which blows my mind that we've never had one. And I just, I have a hard time with the exposure thing because like, okay, so I, my family, there are five boys and three girls and the girls are never treated as anything different than the boys. Like we all did the same things. We all liked the same stuff. We got exposed to the same things. The girls played sports. The dudes were in choir. Like we all did everything. And so this whole concept that like women are withheld from certain aspects of society and certain hobbies, like Maybe I've just never seen it, and it's a very foreign concept to me. Um, but it has to be the case. I think you're right. It just has to be that it's been considered a dude sport for so long. And yeah, I think I looked it up. There are about 50 female grandmasters right now, which oh, wow. is great. But the first one didn't come around until like 65. So, I mean, it's a very recent innovation that, hey, women are good at chess, which is, blows my mind. Hey, so um, this this takes, this takes place in the 50s, though, or I'm mean, sorry, the 70s, Yeah. Though. Uh, so like, like 60s the show takes place like in the 60s yeah it's really yeah 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 um so I, yeah I, I i totally thought it was real and i am crushed to learn it is not a true story because i love the idea so much i was about to ask if anybody looked that up and i'm i'm sad too because i was like the, yeah. it was a pro it really had the feel of this is a real story dramatized scenario. yeah is it they really did a good job it's so yeah. good yeah, they it's, did all this. It's one of the best series I've seen in a long time. It was really good. 100%. They put so much effort into making it period, you know. They're like, here's Mexico City in 1963. Like, we're doing a helicopter shot. Why? Because we can. I don't know. We didn't have to do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, they, they did Moscow, same thing. Went to Paris, same thing. Um, All the clothes and the attitudes and... <laughs> Oh my god, the Apple Pie Club. Oh wow. Yes. That was hilarious. And oh. I like how like I you know the it was advertised the way it's like, oh, is this a math club? You know, because it's Apple Pie, like yeah. not, not P I E pie. But like and it was it was like a basically a high school sorority. It was hilarious. 
Um, yeah. So I, when I when I went into the show, I thought I was I was actually the day that I was doing my StarCraft grind. I think it'd come out like the day before. I opened up Netflix. I just wanted some background noise because I was grinding. I wasn't like focusing on my games. I was I needed some background something. So I turn on that show and I like click and I, I just opened Netflix and it was the very first recommendation because it was like new releases just came out. And I thought first uh, I knew that they did like a story about Queen Elizabeth. Um, yeah, like, like her crown. childhood or something. Was that what yeah. that is? It was the, oh, crown. the crown. And, and yeah, so I and, and I didn't even think about it. I was like, you know, I've never watched that, and it's like that's interesting. I've I've been on a real huge history kick lately. Um, I'm doing like Dan Dan Carlin's hardcore history like endlessly. Yeah, um, so I was like, cool. Like I will I will learn about something that happened in the you know the 40s or you know 50s and stuff. This will be cool. <laughs> Click on it and then like assume like 100 percent assuming this is about Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> and like the very first scene is like this car accident, which is like an orphanage, and I was like, "There's a lot of shit I don't know about Queen Elizabeth." And <laughs> you know, like, cops who are speaking with American accents, and you're like, "What is happening?" Yeah. yeah, I'm just, I'm just not, but I'm just not registering. And then until eventually, I'm like, "This is about." And then as soon as he's on a chess table, I'm like, "Oh, Queen's Gamp. Oh." This is a chess show. Chess I'm an idiot. movie. Um, yeah. But then, but then I that that I was more captivated afterward, and um, mm-hmm. and it. I mean, this is my type of drama. Like, it's weird because it's like I like the boring ones. You know, like give me the like there was there wasn't a single gunshot in the whole no, thing. It was great. no knife uh, fights, no chases, nothing. Yeah, like there wasn't any espionage. It was just chess, and like it's the most boring course. like story that kind of involves the KGB I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, I guess there is a little bit of espionage. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. There was tiny, there was very implicated the tiniest amount of KGB. Yeah, they were like, "Hey guys, by the way, there we are dealing with Russians, so um, there's espionage." But um, yeah, yeah, I I, I don't want to give too much away because I think this is one of the it's brand new and a lot of people are probably not like oh, I I hope these guys cover the Queen's Gambit and the Falcon Paladin Hour, but um, I would recommend it so strongly. It, like and and with with complete confidence, I I think that it would take a very special person to watch it and be like, this is dumb. Like you have to be, like you probably also don't like ice cream, you know. Somicron might be that person. Somicron. Somicron, do you like ice cream? I love ice cream. Okay, but, you're probably gonna like Queen's Gambit. I mean, maybe. I don't. I don't necessarily okay, okay, feel like it's Valley. Um, does it? Do you like buttered pecan? I don't know what that means. <laughs> Okay, so I don't know for sure because it's not like the most popular ice cream, I guess. But it's like everybody who gets it's like it's fine, you know. Like I would prefer Rocky Road, but to me, butter pecan is like that's it. That's the ice cream. But uh, a lot of people out there are probably gonna be like, oh, it's boring, and I'm like, yeah, there's nuts in it. Like it's good. I mean, here's the thing: this show has to be so good, it has to get me to resubscribe to Netflix, right? And I don't mm. know that it is because you've just described it as the most boring drama ever. <laughs> but i mean at face value right like it's not exciting it's just chess but i mean so as somebody who likes starcraft a lot i think this show is right up your alley like if you approach it from like a watching a professional starcraft player like become a professional starcraft player like from orphanage on um yeah but also with like constant like i i they had to have done it intentionally we were like is is there about to be like some some like men molesting this person or something because it's like there's a lot of like sh- foreshadowing of like hey this feels sexual in a weird way like what's going like I no please don't go there and it, I mean 
I don't want to ruin it and say it doesn't. It doesn't. But like, thank God. <laughs> like it right. constantly has that. Like when, in like the first episode, you're like, oh no, 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 don't go in the janitor's closet with the janitor for like every day. Like this is not. <laughs> and he starts hitting the whiskey, and like there's a weird thing when he's taking a photograph and it zooms in on her putting her hand on his shoulder, and he's uncomfortable. And it's like, or is there gonna be a scandal? Like it's like it's just, I'm just so uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, I'm like please don't go that direction. And then it doesn't. Like thank God. Because so many shows these days be like, oh, by the way, she was molested. Like, I have to watch it too because that's the modern television era. It'd be horrible. Yeah, it's it's surprisingly wholesome for a TV MA show. Like, she does, there's a, she does there's drop a lot of right away. Yes, no, there's a lot of cursing. There's a lot of f bombs, and there's a lot of swearing, and there's definitely drug use. Um, Heavy drug. Yeah. And like underage drinking and stuff, which I think required it to have the MA rating at that point. But there's no nudity. There's like a couple sex scenes that are like the least sexy sex scenes in the history of cinema. Which was fantastic. Yeah. It was so, it was so realistic. It was like, hey, like, this is what it's like whenever you're at a party and you have sex with a guy in college and it's awful. <laughs> like, this, and and he's crying and he's apologizing the whole time. Like, how incredible is that? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> really saw on the show, guys. I know. No, it's so that's again. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's a show that like I if I were if I were to sit down and tell tell you what the show is the whole time, you'd be like, why would I ever watch this? It's like chess. Like really, they get into chat. Like it's like yeah, you better know what castling is. Got to do your research. Um, that's the other thing. The way, they don't require you to know anything about chess. They yeah, kind of still, sort really of explain it. They don't explain the basic moves. They don't explain higher level theory. They refer to the theory and they talk about it, but they never explain anything to you and you don't need to know anything. It's very interesting that way. I, I do actually wish they would have showed because they, they'll do things where they'll even go through standard openings and they show like the first three moves. And then after that, they, they keep going and they stop yeah. showing the board. And I'm like, show yeah. the board. Like, or they show the board, but it's like this corner of the board. And you're like, where's the rest yeah. of the pieces? Or like, like this is transparent, like the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Twenty minutes later, this is what the board looks like. Thirty minutes later, it's like that was cool, but like, there's so many things. It was like even the main chess, like the the boss fights, right? It was like I want to, like, like guys, go look up some famous game and just have it go in that that route. Which like, they do. Cool. They talk about famous games that you read about in magazines and books, but they never go into any detail. It's a very it's a choice. It's an interesting one. And I don't know if it helped or hurt the show, to be honest. Yeah, I, I well, it didn't matter. My wife's literally watching it right now. Uh, and I'm going to yeah. go. I'm, I'm, I'm on my second run of it. It's it's that good to where I watched like two episodes of my wife in the middle of it. And she's like, what is this? And like wanted to watch it. And I was like, really? Like, usually these shows are like, hey, what's up? Do you want to go to sleep now? <laughs> Fair. One thing I really liked about it, too, is that it's a feminist message without being aggressively feminist. Does that make any sense? Do you agree, Duddles? Like, it's very much, here's the story of a woman in the 50s, and it sucks in a lot of ways. But we're mm -hmm. not going to, like, have any messaging of, like, dudes are bad, or women are oppressed and can't succeed because of how bad the 50s were. You know what I mean? It, yeah, it wasn't social commentary as much as just this is what the 70s were like. This is how it is. Yeah. And like, yeah. I just, I love the character. Um, the 60s? Or the, it was the 60s. Late 60s. Yeah. She was born in the 50s and then this happens in like the 60s. Right, right, right. Yeah. 
But I just, I love the character of Beth Harmon because she's like, I'm going at nine years old. I'm going to go to this high school and I'm going to kick these high school boys asses. All of them. I'm going to wreck them and make them want to die. I was like, yes, that's how we do things. She just doesn't care. She was never intimidated by anyone, but she wasn't arrogant about it either. She wasn't talking trash. She just didn't give a crap that they were dudes. She was there to play chess and she was there to win. And I really appreciated that. So her life, her life magazine interview in the show, they go yeah. and they talk about like, you know, she, the girl keeps on trying to do like the women empowering thing. And yeah. I love that afterward, you know, so it's like, she's, she's like, she read the article and she's like, all they're doing is talking about that. I'm a girl. And she's like, yeah, but it's amazing. You're a girl and you're doing this. It's amazing. And she's like, who cares? Like, I want to talk about like chess. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't care. I'm here to win at chess. I'm going to be the best chess player in the world one day. It doesn't matter. I don't have a penis. Why is that a factor of interest here? I don't understand. That was great. Then the kid, then the kid from Game of Thrones comes around with a leather like trench coat the whole time. <laughs> Crocodile Dundee up here. Yeah, yeah, that his his character was uh, awesome. I mean, he was, he was such good. a douchebag, but it was so good. It was like you he he's meant to like be not likable at first, and you love him really quick. Yeah. I I just I thought he was fantastic. Um, well, I, I mean, the, the cast is amazing. The cast is really good, but where I think it flipped for Jojen Reed of Game of Thrones uh, fame is after she beats him in the U.S. Open, instead of him being like a dick about it, he's just like, hey, you are incredible. You can beat the Russians, but you need some training. Let me help you. Yeah. Like that's that's the first thing he does. How amazing is that? They go and get drinks afterward. Because at the same time, you have to think he just kicked her ass like what, 20 plus games in a row and they're playing the, speed chess together. The speed chess thing. That's a great scene too. Yeah. And he even says afterwards, she's like, she, and that's brought up and she's like, he's like, yeah, that's speed chess. I'm you, you have never done this before. You know, and, and it's then, garbage. He's like, nobody play. like, there's no international speed chess competition. Like the fact that I'm good at this doesn't mean anything. There should yeah. be. <laughs> it was, it was really humble. His attitude yeah. there. That was good. It just, yeah, it was, it was, it was, his character was fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, I anyway. Didn't go about the show. this show was so good. I'm sorry, Somicron. I had to listen to anime and I interrupted two seconds into it. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm really. And now you're being very patient and amazing listening to us talk about this. So. I also I talked about this in the Discord a little bit, but uh, the act, the main actress who plays Beth Harmon is Anya Taylor Joy. She is the most attractive, unconventionally attractive person I've ever seen. My like God. she's got she's got these wide set <laughs> eyes. She's kind of like a fish person and this little narrow little, chin little and this narrow, small mouth. Yeah. And she's gorgeous. Like and she's even, a thirteen-year-old. I just want to point that out, late. 15, she's she's fifteen. The Not lady at the orphanage. It's so much better that she's fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like twenty-six. It isn't much better though, life. because the amount of men that hit on her in her first tournament when she's fifteen is a little like. Ooh. Yeah, it's rough. Or like, or like they don't even hit on her there, but like afterward, and they're like, by the way. Three years later, they're like, I'm happy that you're a woman now because I could say this finally. Well, but that's the gay, the gay dude says that. The dude who's gay no, 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 is like, hey, you're growing up real um, nice. The twins. The guy who was the, no, no, the twins, the twins were never oh, weird about it. Dudley, Dudley, Dursley. Yeah. Yes, Dudley. Yeah, yeah. No, he shows up. Amazing. Wait, was that's that Dudley? Dur- is that really him? That's the actor that played Dudley in the Harry Potter movies. Oh my god, because he was in um, what's that movie with uh, it's a scrunched up face and the big ears. That's him. 
the movie with uh, Tom Holland in it uh, that just came out recently on Netflix that was like a big blockbuster. Um, it's like in the 20s or something. I don't know. The like Devil the All the Time? Yeah, Devil All the Time. He was in that. He was a priest in that. And he was like a psycho. Oh. And I, was like, I was like, I know this guy and I feel like he's blowing up. I love this actor so much. He's so yeah. unfortunate looking and I love him so much because he's also has yeah. this like this. Uh, uh, it's It's like sort I'm looking for not charming but like it's it's just there's a characteristic likeness to it as I see it and it's like this guy's this guy's handsomely ugly right yeah like, it's, it's, it's again it's unconventionally attractive in some weird way yes yeah so yeah. anyway yeah but the, the main actress she's gorgeous she's dropped it gorgeous she just there are so many scenes where it's just her across a chessboard and she just kind of like drops her face a little bit and just looks across and I'm like holy crap I could not focus on that chess game at all if I was on the other side of that board like when she's playing the Russian kid and she gets up and she's like t- twirling her dress around. <laughs> like that. that poor kid. <laughs> so tell me, in America, is there, uh, you watch movies in your car? You watch movies like Elvis Presley? <laughs> poor kid. She destroyed that kid in every possible way. Poor thing. It was a six-hour game. I hope he had a good life after that because that could not have been a good moment for him. Ah, he was fine. He took it well. Uh, I'm sure he did. He was a little gentleman, for sure. His English he was, was great. Like, he was like 11. <laughs> no, and he was great. Yeah, he was great. Let me just, okay, just we're going to spoil the crap out of something. I don't think it really matters. But so <clears throat> for her first tournament that she does after she gets adopted, she writes the janitor and is like, well, you front me five bucks for this because if I'm going right. to win it and then I'll send you 10 bucks back. And he does. Because he's like the nicest person in, in the world. But there's no and, correspondence afterward. And then she never follows up. And then after he dies, she's like, ah, I owed that guy 10 bucks. And I'm like, you never oh, paid back? Oh, I never noticed that. So I she's so hanging, the first time she's I hanging watched with, it, oh my God. Yeah, she's hanging with Jolene. And Jolene's like, he died. Mr. Cyber uh, Bible died, whatever his name is. And she's like, I owed that guy $10. And I was like, you never paid him back. You're the worst human I've ever heard of. If she she's a she's definitely like a sociopath. So, like the entire yeah. she, she's she has major psychological issues going on. Sure, but like her yes, her mom was nuts and tried to kill her in a murder suicide when she was nine, and then and she knew that was yeah, what's yeah. going a on. Where she knew it was going to kill the other yes. person in the car and yes. the daughter in the back seat, instead yes. of just letting get, like immediately after just not giving the daughter to the father. Like, yes, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Beth knew what happened. She was aware that her mom was committing suicide and trying to take her with her. And that's what her formative experience growing up is. She spent her years with an insane lady who tried to kill her. And now she's in an orphanage. Like, she's not going to be okay. I I like that. I like that she was a little messed up because it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And also her mom was clearly a little messed up and she was a PhD. She was a PhD and a, and a college professor like MIT or something for mathematics. Yeah. I, don't, I don't forget what the university was, but she was Cambridge. a mathematics professor. Cambridge? Cam- yeah. That's right. Cambridge. Yeah. Yeah. Probably a little. I, I don't know if you guys have met like really higher up math professors that are that level. There's a couple screws loose. Like they're not in a bad way. They're quirky for sure. But like Miss, even Mr. Um, the janitor talks about this. He's like, look you're a genius at chess, but there's a cost. 
Like, oh, yeah. for anyone He's who's a genius of anything, yeah. there is another side to that coin, and there is a cost to it. I don't know what it's going to be for you, but it's going to be there. I thought that was such a good moment. It's probably going to be these tranquilizers we're giving nine-year-olds. <laughs> At an orphanage. <laughs> That's legit, though. God. I looked that up. I looked, yeah. They didn't make that up. I looked that up. They totally used to do that. Just tranquilize kids during the day. Yeah, and housewives. Like, good, good morning. Here's your housewives. housewives, too. They prescribe them to unsatisfied housewives who had nothing to do all day. Just give them these tranquilizers so they could be they chill. Still do. It's just called <laughs> Xanax. I don't know if you've heard the, the, uh, the stereotype of the Shard and Xanax mom, but uh, madam. It's still happening, is what you're saying. I, I kind of wish I was a Chardon's Xanax mom. That actually doesn't sound too bad. There's worse things in the world. Yeah, yeah. Like, I could be, I could be like a Chardon. Um, I don't know, like ecstasy mom. That would be something horrible. <laughs> Doing like super hard drugs every day, <laughs> raising a family, just tripping your balls off. Like it'd be horrible. Sounds like a challenge. But the relationship. <laughs> Like the mom too, right? The mom and the dad adopter, and in every other movie, you get adopted by somebody, and either they're evil or they're like angels, right? But in yeah, the show, they're, neither. They're, they're just people. Like the dad sucks, great, and yeah, the yeah, mom yeah. is yeah. unfulfilled and kind of she sucks in certain ways too. She's not an angel, oh, but, but I they get along her. and they develop a relationship and they love each other and they care about each other and it's a it's really good. It's really good. Yeah, dude. So my favorite part of the whole show is it was another one of those things where they have these like anxious moments where like, they're like setting it up to be like, hey, this mom's totally just going to start stealing from like this girl's life is yeah. so bad. The mom yeah. is going to be like stealing. So whenever she comes out and flat out, it's like, by the way, can I get a 10 percent agent fee? And then the daughter's just like, make it 15 percent. I was like, my anxiety is. Oh, 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 thank God. Yeah. She, she did, the mom does the stupid thing where she's like. I need to talk to you about something. It's like, just say it. Don't ever say that to somebody. It just increases anxiety. It's like, hey, what's up? You know how, like, I don't have a job. <laughs> we yeah. have a house, and I'm trying to raise you. Um, and I drink a lot. <laughs> I know. Like, so uh, have you seen the prices of whiskey at the alcohol store? It's not cheap. Um, yeah, it was also yeah, back money, right? Because it's the 60s, and it's like... How, what's your budget for the rest of the month, Mom? I have seven dollars left, and I'm like, you're all going to die. Yeah. And then but, you know, she so, buys the equity in the home from her adopted dad for seven thousand dollars. Right. And I'm like, that's that's like chump change. She could just got a house for seven thousand dollars. That's pretty that's, good. But that's substantial back then. So you actually, yeah. we actually looked up. Uh, my wife and I. I'm going to say my wife and I to give myself credit, but my wife looked up um, how much. So at her second tournament winning, she won $500. So we looked up yeah. what that would be now. That's over $4,000 now. That's killer. <clears throat> so, so think about being seven, like 16, I think, or 15 or 16, whenever she actually won that tournament and getting $4,000. Like, talk about your StarCraft Pro experience. You're like, hey, mom, I just got four. And they're, they're like, we, you know, you need to get a job. Like, you can't, you can't do this. You need to go to college. And they're like, you made how much money in one day? <laughs> you know, like, okay. Yeah. It That's was more than I made long. today. Okay. That's like a whole month. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And, 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 but back then too, it's, it's also like, I don't know, cause kids didn't work. So it's like, there's this extra income coming in all of a sudden. Wouldn't well, even buy the damn girl a chess. And she didn't even have a chess board until she was 16 years old. 
And she yeah. hadn't played chess, by the way, since she was nine. And then she turns around and like wins a tournament without playing a single game of chess. No, what are you talking about? She gets it. She's nine. She plays a ton of chess in the basement until she's fifteen. Then she gets adopted. No, 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 no. She they 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 can't because of the drug thing. They said no more chess. She was she was banned from chess the rest of the time she was there. I thought that was like a temporary punishment. That was the rest of the time. It could have been, but it was assumed in the way that it was the first thing she did when she got out was she was like chess. I just I that's how that's what I gathered. Um, ah, okay. I assumed it was like no chess for a month, Beth. Stop stealing drugs from the infirmary. And like the janitor comes out and they were like distant afterwards because like he, it was probably like, it was already established that the relationship was inappropriate, but now that they can't play chess, they had nothing to talk about. So like he couldn't approach her because it's a janitor and there's a bunch of girls. Like, I just assumed that she would have gone insane if she wasn't able to play chess for like seven years. That seems, I don't know. That seems weird to me. Well, she, she she did. She had well, she had the books. <laughs> yeah, and then she had her ceiling after she took the drugs, which yeah. they stopped giving. Her. Right, but um, yeah, you know, and she didn't need the drugs. There's a very there's a very moralistic message to this movie, but it's it's like they're very determined to make the Christians in the in the TV show look bad, but drugs are bad and drinking is bad. The Christians were nice. They were just—they uh, just made out to be a little, a little crazy looking. Well, like the the the, the, uh, the the like main Christian person who was like crying and choking up during like the weird Russian or I'm sorry Roman movie they were watching like when she was nine when yeah. she was actually stealing drugs and like, yeah. she was like getting all choked up about this magical moment. It was it was like oh this lady's a little nuts, but like everybody else was fine. Well, I just meant the people that bankrolled her that were going to pay for her trip to Russia. Right? Oh, yeah. She's but they like, were like, I'm clearly not, a... I'm not reading your crazy person statement about God here. And they're like, well, we've already bankrolled your trip to San Francisco and we've already put some money to rah, 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 instead of being like, you do you, lady. Like, I don't know. They, 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 established, they established that as like a, like, it was like right out the gate, they established that as kind of being like a really hokey like Christian, like, like, well, weird, they're trying to, they're cool. trying to knock down communism for Jesus. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it was that's weird. what they were like, doing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is like, that's a strange, it's, it was a strange thing. Um, it was a fairly common thing in the sixties, but yeah. Okay. Well then maybe, then maybe I'm wrong. Um, I, I just, mean, I'm not, just saying like, I feel like the show painted it, like they introduced these people as like, Hey, by the way, these people are going to be real weird. <laughs> you know, just, just yeah. go with it and say what they want to say and you'll be fine. Right. But then Beth was like, no, I'm my own person. Because she's great. Mm-hmm. All right, that's enough. We've talked Somicron's ear off about the show he does not care it, about yeah. at he's, all. He's, he's no. like watching another anime. I, I mean, <laughs> Googling, Googling I, butter pecan recipes. I feel like I've seen this show. Um, so. <laughs> we've we've described all of it for you by now. That's entirely have fair, you least, Have you at least looked up the lead actress? Do that for me. Uh, I, I saw a photo in the Discord earlier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've been that, I've been talking about how I'm in love with their character. Falcon shared it. She's yeah, she's fine. Yeah, she's weird looking, attractive. No, All right, she's not, she's not even weird looking. She's just attractive. Oh, interesting. Somicron zags. Yeah. Well, you better watch her first starring role. Nah, good. I mean, she was in the New Mutants, and she's been on Peaky Blinders. Yeah. But have you seen her chesticles? Chest. No. 
Not chest. Guys, guys, Jesus. What are Tickles. we talking about here? What is happening? Keep it above board, Duddles. Yeah, Duddles. <laughs> above <the> board. <laughs> she was Emma in a recent Emma portrayal, of which there are 800 Emma portrayals. So, like, eh. She was in that I'm new Dark Emma. Crystal remake they did in 2019. Really? Yep. Okay, so she's been in a bunch of stuff, but this is the first time I recognized her. Yes. She was in, she's um, Cassandra in the TV series Atlantis. I don't even know what that is. Mm. I don't, yeah, I haven't seen her in anything until this, so I'm with you on that. Anywho, mm. we got to wrap this up. We're over time. Do we, though? I mean, you still I mean, have there's... one more thing on that you wanted to talk about, didn't you? It's kind uh... of a big thing that happened. Um, Oh, Something Jesus. about an election? I don't know. Yes. I've not heard much about it, so you're going to have to... Yes, so, all right, so finally we can get down to the Finnish election. Let's get to it. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the, what's going on in Finland. In I mean, Finland. It was another bloody coup in Finland, a nation known for its political violence. Uh, the military took over the government. Cyril was given his own land by the provisional government for his mm -hmm. Starcraft mm -hmm. exploits, and he's been made a knight to the new government. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, today I yeah, the election happened. Biden won. Like, there's going to be some recounts and some challenges in court, but like, none of that's going to do anything. And Trump is uh, currently over over ten in that for all of his um, every single uh, lawsuit that he's put forward has been dismissed, and he's done ten. Oh. He's done eleven now, but so he's but that one is still contested i guess like there's no result that hasn't even actually been addressed yet but everyone that has been addressed all 10 have been well that's encouraging that's encouraging the judicial system is just being like come on man let it go oh, they're they're it's a lot of it is i think they actually showed the transcripts in one of them and it was like the lawyer uh, who was the, I guess, the prosecutor. I don't really know what it's like when it's like kind of this, this type of case, the terminology. But like, I guess Trump's lawyer is saying like, you know, hey, there's, you know, we, we're, we're going to present evidence that somebody wasn't in the room to count, to watch the counting process. And they're like, so are you saying you, you guys didn't have, um, like you're saying right now that there was not a, you know, GOP member there physically in the room during the counting process. And he said, there was a non-zero amount of people. And he's like, so there was somebody there. <laughs> and the guy literally responded, why are you here? <laughs> like, what is this trial? What is this suit? What are you doing? No, get out of here. Like you guys, that's your entire case is that nobody was there. But whenever you were like bound by oath to be like, and they were like, ah, there was a non-zero amount of people there. What negative one? Is that your issue? I don't know. It was it they they it's <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, it's not great. Bad. It's not looking good for if you're no. a Trump supporter, I think. Um but, or I don't know. I just think that it's it's just a circus is really what's going on. On both sides really, but but for sure. Concur. Concur. For sure. Yeah. So it's over. That's nice. Um I really don't know what else to say about it. I don't like, here's the thing. I think there were many, many more times votes for not Trump than there were votes for Biden. I think a lot of the turnout for 2020 was Trump sucks. We hate him rather than Biden's going to save the country. Biden is fine. He is, he is a placeholder. He clears the very, he clears the bar on some level. Um, he's, but no one's excited for yeah. this guy. 
he's just a less offensive Trump policy wise, really, in a lot of a ways. A lot of ways. Yeah. But like so less offensive than Trump is not hard. That's the thing. Trump set the bar so low for you to be above Trump's bar is like, wow, here's a gold star, man. Yeah, you did it. That's what yeah. a, a lot of people are saying on, on these articles, like Biden, the most voted for presidential candidate. And I'm like, no, no. Trump, the most voted <laughs> against presidential candidate. It's different. Very different. Which, which would actually make Trump also the most voted for president, presidential candidate, which is like wild. It's, I mean, it's the most people voted ever right now. It's incredible. It's bonkers. I saw it coming, though. Like back in 2017, I made a lunch bet with one of my coworkers that we'd have the highest turnout in 2020 we've ever had more than Obama. And he was like, no. And I was like, I don't know, man. A lot of people are going to be voting against Trump and a lot of his supporters are going to be out in force because they feel like they're going to get railroaded if they don't. That's mm-hmm. exactly what happened. Can I tell you, living in Houston, Texas, and I mean, I think you, you live in a conservative uh, state, too. Oh, we voted I, like 70% Trump, man. It wasn't even close. Oh, yeah. So I don't even know if you guys had it, since I also live in Harris County, which is like a heavily, I mean, it's 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 blue, but it's like a very, it's a swing county. Um, it is very heavily contested. The amount of those truck parades that happened, and like right <laughs> outside, literally like on my street, on my apartment, was insane. I'm literally, there's a donut shop across the street and also like a breakfast taco place. So I'll get up in the morning, I'm hungover, and I get out and I'm like, oh, it's nine, you know, in the morning, which is crazy early. Uh, which is, yep. it's not. I have a kid. I have a two-year-old. That's actually like, I've been up for three hours, but I'm finally getting breakfast. Um, and I'm walking across the street. I have my mask on. I'm in my sandals. Like, I'm just not, I'm like really even dreading talking to the person to order my food. And then I'm standing there at the inner, like in the um, median because I crossed the street on one way, then the other way, there's a like eight mile long Trump truck rally driving by. And there every single one of them is honking at me and screaming, like, like waving their flags and like, I'm just like, like if I, if I was a swing voter, do you guys really think that right now me standing in the median trying to cross the street and this is how you guys are treating me that I'd be like, well, I'm convinced. Like, what are they doing? What's the purpose of this? I mean, it's to get the base riled up. It's the people who are already going to vote for Trump to get excited and actually go vote for Trump, I think is what that is. Exactly. But do you know what it also does? Everybody there who doesn't want to vote for Trump are like, oh, yeah, all these people are voting. Yeah. (laughs) I need to probably do that, too. It increases voting on the other side, for sure. Yeah. So here's the thing about Utah. Like, I don't know that Utah is full of that kind of crazy Trump voter. Like, I I haven't seen many signs. I haven't seen truck rallies i haven't seen billboards it's just been the people i've talked to are mormons who who are like that trump puts in conservative supreme court justices that's it there's nothing else they care about trump could be murdering babies and like as long as he puts in conservative supreme court justices they're gonna vote for him that's all it is and i get that I'm actually kind of more okay with with that type of person than the people who are like, yeah, Trump is my guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, because I have members are just like, I just don't like Democrats. Like, I'm just going to, and I'm like, oh, yeah. all right, which I used to hate that, but now I'm like, I get it. Yeah. We're, I got a lot, almost all my friends are Democrats. They're all douchebags. I get it. Like, they're, they suck. Um, Very obnoxious people. But I don't know. I don't want to get too into that, <laughs> down that rabbit hole. But, um, like I, I get, I, I appreciate that more because I, I just don't. I can't see anybody being like super pro Biden or super pro Trump. Like no, if anybody's like, this is my guy, I'm like, is he? Ugh, gross. It's These pretty are gross. Candidates. 
It's a terrible yeah. presidential election. We do it to ourselves, man. We just, anybody decent that runs for president, we murder. We find every skeleton we can, every bit of dirt. We make it sound worse than it is. And we smear them all over the public, the public grounds. And like, I don't know if there is a good person, like a truly good person who wants to go through that. I don't think there is. I don't know. It's John, a problem. McCain, John McCain was pretty good. I'd say. I mean, he had, he did some things that are questionable, but like, yeah, man, he did. Man, that guy, that guy, like, was still like everybody respected him for the most part, you know? Like, he was a, he was a good guy. Yeah. I, but see, that's the thing. I think both Mitt Romney and John McCain were basically good people, but like, the mm. Democrats in my life portrayed them as evil. <laughs> like, they're really yeah. bad people. And it's like, I, can we just, can this be about, I disagree with their policies and not making it out to them to be Satan? Yeah. Why are it, they especially because now, now if you look at like the Democratic Party, they're they're like, these guys are saints. You know, and it's like, we miss them. But like, what, what was the worst thing that happened? In my, the, the issue, what, do you know what Mitt Romney and John McCain did wrong? They ran against Obama. Like, yeah. that was their fault. And Obama was just had, he's just the best, best public speaker in the world. Like you're not going to beat that guy in a, in a public uh, popularity contest. Right. But, but like the worst thing, but but that's the thing, like Mitt Romney was the cool governor of Massachusetts who implemented state run healthcare. Holy crap. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. He's a cool dude. And then he runs for president and he's Satan. He, you know, he murders business and he has binders full of women and like, we heard one time he held down a gay kid and cut off his hair in the 1943, right? Like, these are the things we have. Um, that's a real thing, by the way. Um, hey, did he do that? Or is that I a don't real know. Dis- hey, somebody, told a newspa- somebody told a newspaper this, and they ran it. And it's like, this is all we have, really? Uh, and then when that was like, the, the worst thing you could possibly do was say that you had binders full of women versus like, to have two presidential people who are literally in court right now for like, sexual assault and rape (laughs) but the argument is the democrats took two good men mccain was known for crossing Mm -hmm. the aisle and voting with democrats from time to time and he was generally well liked and then he ran for president and he got dragged through the mud yeah so a lot of republicans were like so this is what happens to our guys no matter how good of a person they are they get dragged through the mud and so then Trump comes along and everyone's like, this guy's a really bad guy. And everyone's like, boy, who cried wolf? Like, you've done this with the last two people and they weren't that bad. Why should we believe you about Trump? And I think it's, it's totally backfired on the Democrats. I couldn't think, agree more. Do you think people were like, well, we don't believe that you're that this person's actually bad? Or they were just like, no, this is our position. He's a piece of shit. But we I think people will vote for it. Like. What can you say about this person that someone else hasn't already said? Like, you can't just keep piling on someone mud onto someone who's muddy, right? The thing is, is that they were like a lot of a lot of the base came forward with Trump, and they were like, he said, you know, like we he does these things, and I you can't say it because we're gonna admit to it first, and we like it. It's like whoa, <laughs> whoa. Like, and this guy is actually way worse than even the allegations that were made up about the last two guys. But right. like, like so they like they just which was honestly in a lot of ways kind of brilliant. It was it was brilliant. Trump was. the Trump campaign out the gate was like a great social experiment that I is horrifyingly turned out to be correct. It um, totally worked, and it is terrifying. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just but I just some, I have I have to listen to the I just, that's the thing. I've just got to put some of the blame on the DNC. They 
cried wolf too many times. And then Trump came along and it didn't have the same power as it did previously. They screwed it up. You need to save evil for when it's evil. That's all there is to it. I agree with that. Yeah. Especially for like, if you watch John McCain's concession speech, like yeah. I choke up at that. It's like beautiful. And then it's like the like how the Democratic Party betrayed him during his election. During that campaign was so so awful and then he turns around and he's like the the nicest guy and this like the best most genuine person afterward and so humble and and great it's like i just i just want to go back to a time when i I don't know if this time's ever really existed but a time when we disagreed with people because of their opinions on politics Mm -hmm. and we didn't make them out to be satan for it like the left looks at the right and thinks they're nazis and the people on the right look at the people on the left and think that they're communists and coming to take all their guns and all their rights like it's a mess. No, like just, nobody has respect for anybody else. I just miss the lack of misinformation. And I'll be honest, I, I used to be like a really nice person. Like if you don't ever follow me on Twitter, um, I'm very political and it's awful, but you are like, I, and I, and I, and I, ta- and I, I will talk to people in a certain way where I'm very condescending and I, and I'm, I should not do that. But and I'm I'm trying to work on it. But like whenever I see these people who are anti-vax and anti and they're flat earthers and stuff and they're spreading these conspiracy theory bullshit, like I I have trouble like holding back. And I'm very mean to these people <laughs> because they are very they're very. It's not that they're stupid. It's that they're willfully ignorant. And that's there's a difference, you know. Um, because does a lot it, of these people. But the question is, well, does it work, Duddles? Do you go off on these people and they're uh, like, Duddles, uh, you've shown uh, me the light. Of course not. No. I, and that's the thing I know. I know. And my wife, yeah. my wife will talk to me and she's like, stop. <laughs> Just <delete> your <laughs> like you're not changing anybody's mind. All you're doing is getting in a fight with somebody. And I'm like, yeah, but they're wrong on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Come to bed, honey. I'm sorry. Someone's wrong on the internet. <laughs> Greatest XK CD of all time. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, but it's just the the misinformation I think is what drives me nuts. Cause it's not like, it's like, Hey, what's up? And I'm like, can you source that? And they source me like somebody else's tweet. I'm like, Oh, somebody else said that, huh? Like, so that's real. It's, it's a never running rabbit hole, man. You can't win. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, but that's, it's the, the percentage of the people who think like that is, is really terrifying. I mean, I don't know when you guys went to, to high school, you guys learned how to like, source your essays right yeah like mla formatting like at the end you sort it's like cite and reference mm-hmm. like and i'm assuming most people graduated high school um yeah like most what, did they did they like not take english so here's the problem they don't trust the traditional sources of information for politics right uh whether wrong Dude, or I'm not, not even talking they, about, i'm talking i'm i'm, I'm I kind of i'm kind of tangenting over to like the, the anti-vaccination and science. The anti-vax is a political thing. The flat earthers uh, is a political thing. The anti-maskers so, are a political thing. It's all politics now. Why? It is. They, it they is. see it. It's politics. It's political belief. There are... Yeah. So that's just it. People don't trust political sources of information. And even if they go to like the CDC... And they talk about something, they're going to be like, ah, they're getting paid off. They don't believe it. They see it as it's politics. It's all corrupt all the way down. I'm going to believe what I see over here on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Literally, yeah. a guy shared me a tweet that was like, at Anonymous Soma. 
like was the tweeter twitter uh, tweeter uh, twitter and like one of the things the points this person made was like like to, as a, as the fact that vaccines are the, the guy's argument was that polio was injected by the government into the society of, of people no no um, you're hurt no duddles you're hurting me i know and so what's really what's really crazy about this guy is that he knew a lot about vaccines and i mean like a lot way more than i did so i was talking about i'm like you're you're actually like know how to research stuff the issue is he's finding stuff to fit an agenda and like saving that stuff and everything else is like no so then he like so he's like documenting these sources of like what md5 is blah 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 i'm not gonna get too into that but then he goes into like um so then he goes into this thing about this tweet and the person was saying that like it is because of our rna and dna is different from animals it is impossible for a virus to transfer from an animal to a human and vice versa and i'm like like that's that's where all our diseases came from like that's that's where aids came from like that's where that's where the bubonic plague came from was like rats and stuff right like what are you talking what are you talking about Every disease we vaccinate against today came because humanity decided to live in close contact with millions of animals in cities. The rise of cities created polio and mumps and measles and rubella and all this stuff. It did not exist before. We crammed farm animals into cities. It jumped because there were so many instances and available points of contact for it. And that's where it all came from. It's nuts. These people wouldn't even say these things if they didn't do enough research about viruses to understand how they replicate, which which is because they're not living life forms. They have to take RNA from a host and then use that to, and then they they actually use the the uh, nucleic acid from them to replicate their own. So they steal like the bits of the RNA that, and they they like get rid of the rest that actually matches their own encoding, and then then they split off kind of like a they typically just explode into like a bunch of other viruses or just two or like whatever depending on the type of virus. Um, and like, it's, that's how they, that's, they're a parasite, parasitic, but they're not living, but it's really this weird gray area of of life. But they had to like, look that up to know even that DNA and RNA was involved at all. So they're like, yeah, but, but then you don't share that with animals. So it's possible. So it's like, they learned that much about it and they stopped. Yeah, it's a problem. I'm going to stop. I can go about this for two hours. I'm taking up way too much of y'all's time with this. I'm sorry, guys. No, keep going. No, that's no. <laughs> oh, look, I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just frustrating. It's frustrating to me, is what it is. Uh, so what we need is Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I would like him to be the president in 2024. I think he has what it takes to heal the nation and unite us as Americans. Uh, I think he has wide appeal. He has enough charisma to make everybody feel okay about things, and he seems like a legitimately good dude. So I'm not even kidding. Like, if I will vote for. Dwayne Johnson in the 24, 24 election if he runs. I don't know why he didn't run this year. I think he would have done pretty well. But 2024, please save us, The Rock. I think you can make us Americans again instead of this divided nation. Who, who would his vice president be is my question. And I don't Jason, even care. I that, that would be the president, and then The Rock would be a mouth, right? But like, So he... No, well, look, here's the thing. Here's all the things the president has to do these days. One, hire a competent cabinet... Two, listen to the cabinet. Three, make decisions based on the things the people tell you from the cabinet. And four, make great speeches and shake hands with people. That's it, man. That's all he has to do. But like, who's going to hire the cabinet? It's going to, well, yeah, the vice president would hire that cabinet. That's what I'm saying. Like, who's going to be the vice president? Well, the vice president traditionally helps the president get a part of the country that he doesn't get. 
or she doesn't get. And also, well, there's other reasons for the vice president, but I don't know, man. Here's the thing. He's just, he gets all the Trump voters because he is the biggest WWE star of the last 20 years. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. he's not a horrible white dude. So I think Democrats are down with him. I think that side of the country is like, yeah. Especially well, all the people who, did, who wouldn't have voted for Biden, but only voted for him because it wasn't Trump. Like that's yeah. the vote you're looking for. Like that's the trick is everything I've read about the rock is he can go into a room and own the room. He can make everybody that he talks to feel like they're the most important person in the world. And he can and do, like, that's the really well. Yeah. Do the eyebrow. God, I look so ugly when I do that. Look at like, yeah, the rock's good. <laughs> but I just, it's, that's the, that's the magic thing that JFK had that Bill Clinton had that Obama had that W had to some extent was this ability to be like, charisma you just you fill a room with your presence and everybody knows that you're there and i just i think that's a big part of it like we've already elected professional wrestlers to governorships twice now and they've gone okay like does minnesota regret electing jesse the body ventura as arnold schwarzenegger did he do a poor job in california i don't think so i didn't hear any complaints about it so i just I think can yeah. totally do it and the, the governor yeah I just that's all that's all I want in my life is a presidential candidate to come from somewhere that everybody likes. And I don't know if that's even possible. What I'm worried is that he would choose a party and then the other party would destroy him. Um, just out of because of laundry, right? Because he's on the other side. Yeah, uh, that's going to happen no matter what. No, no, like no party is going to be like gonna be like do you know what guys actually the rock is pretty cool we're not even He's... running this year. <laughs> i know <laughs> <laughs> like that's we agree my, that's my dream that's what i want i want we him smelled, to run he did smell what he was cooking it smells good we're gonna we're gonna go with the rock <laughs> he runs as an independent and wins it'd be the greatest miracle in u.s politics history I would just be cool with him running as an independent and getting 3%. So then third parties can get on the debate stage. That'd be Ooh. enough for me. I think he could get 3% as an independent easily. I think. I think. But then, I mean, you say that, I mean, he would get a lot more votes than Kanye West. Dude, Kanye right. got like 7,000 votes in Tennessee, man. I don't know what happened with Kanye. He got way more votes than I thought he would. Those people were joking. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody was like, like, like it's like what? What's the the, the amount of votes that like? What's like that one guy who I forgot what the some some kid like ran for president and it was like he came off as like he put a fake name in. What was it like? I think it was like Totes McGoats or something. I don't know what it, what the name was. <laughs> That's a great name. Yeah, it was it was like a masturbation. D not D's nuts. No. Um, but like it was some, somebody came out and he actually got like a pretty substantial amount of votes using like a pretty stupid name. And it was really funny. Um, why can't I find this? But, it was in 2016. But that's part of it, right? Part of, part of what got Trump elected was name recognition was everybody knew who he was because of the TV show. And he's just been around pop culture for the last 30 years. Um, so yeah, if the rocks on the ballot, even if someone's like, I never follow politics and I'm going to go to the polling station and holy crap, Dwayne, the rock Johnson's on there. I think I'll vote for him. Like, I think that would totally work. 
they just get to that first screen and like (laughs) 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 do you guys smell that (laughs) my elbow hurts (laughs) yeah i I just i don't know like stone cold steve austin (laughs) sure I just, I don't think you he need another every rally. And just like, <laughs> <laughs> That's leaning too hard into the right wing, though. Like, I don't think that works out as well. You'd need someone. I don't, Stone Cold is, uh, you'd be surprised, I think, with him. I think it's he what comes up off. the aisle. Oh, well, I mean, I, well, he has cussed people out about the Confederate flag thing, so. Oh, I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe then. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's democratic, right? He's no. just doesn't like the Confederate flag, which I think should be a pretty staple American thing. Hating the yeah. uh, hating the Confederate flag, or the Confederate flag should be a staple American thing. Oh, it's both. <laughs> right now, <laughs> I just wanted to clarify your position on this presidential candidate doubles. Dude, Mississippi wow. changed their state flag. Did that. That's crazy. That came, that came through um, just recently. I'm honestly shocked. Hello, Cinnamon. I, um, yeah, because like there was all this talk about like we need to get rid of the Confederate flag. And I was like, the South, like, will never do that. Those guys suck. Uh, everybody in the South hates me now. But they, I'm, I'm in the South. Sort of. I don't consider yeah, Texas yeah. the South. Which is so weird because we're more Southern than most of the South. But yeah, I, I get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they changed it recently. Yeah, 2020 referendum. Wow. They did it. So good job, Mississippi. Something good for once. Way to go. Nailed it. All right. Well, are we done? <laughs> Jesus, they put in God we trust. Wow. Um, hey, what? Man, some, thumbs down. Just, just take what you can get, you greedy son of a bitch. Honestly. <laughs> That's fine. Leave that on there. Who cares? This is no, decided not to be super racist with their state flag, and you're worried about, oh, no, they put God on there. Well, we're going to money. Who cares? Keep it on there. Yeah. Whatever. Put it alone. No. Jeez. <laughs> Somicron, honestly. Nick, you, you don't, don't even get. go here. Mmm. <laughs> 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 uh. All right, cool. Let's wrap it up. Anything else we need to talk about? No, uh, I've already I've already gone too much into a pigeonholes. Somicron, please. No, I think that's it. I think I think we're I think we're done. I think we're done for we're the day. Done. We're gonna end on politics. Oh, okay, we can yeah. end on one thing, which is new show. Okay, it's cinnamon. Uh, cinnamon climbing, time. Cinnamon climbing all over Falcon. Do you yep. have good pets? Mm-hmm. You know, we also have new merch out in the merch store. Go and check Ooh. that out. Yeah, I'm wearing the yeah. decorative Nihongo Falcon Paladin T-shirt for when you're feeling like a weeb like Duddles. I've got a box of like 20 being shipped to your apartment uh i know how much you love <laughs> anime so and japanese writing so i've gone ahead and sent some to you um, oh my god that's amazing yeah it's uh falcon paladin dot store pretty yep. easy to remember check it out it's easy to get there yep, there's yep. actually a command in chat if i remember correctly i mean who would just wear shirts and advertise their own stuff right here <laughs> i know it's ridiculous <laughs> isn't it <laughs> That was stupid. Looks like there is no command. Uh, to fix that. Dude, so actually, this the, where I got this jersey made, and um, I was gonna send somebody for like a wedding present, the wedding that I went to. Um, which, by the way, if, if you guys have you guys ever gone to a Vietnamese wedding? No. 
wow, it's different. It was awesome. I had so much fun. Um, and I went by myself during COVID times to a wedding. I, like Everything about it was like to a guy who I've met like once. He's on my StarCraft team, really nice guy, Dr. Power Thirst. Love you, dude. Um, <laughs> Great. Thanks for inviting me to your wedding. That's awesome. Uh, so I went and like literally sat at a table with just like one couple and they're both like how do you know him and i'm like i play starcraft with them <laughs> like, they're like what are, what are you doing here it's <laughs> like is it Houston? you invited me why am i like i don't say no to weddings um so anyway so i was gonna get them like a jersey for a wedding gift because that, that makes sense in my opinion and uh they they shut down because of covid they don't make this this company that made this this jersey does not exist anymore that's sad oh really that is... which sucks it's like cool jersey and like the purple like the colors match yeah. very well and stuff like it so i just gotta find a new one it's not like I, I can still get them one like from another i'm sure there's another jersey store that right. exists uh but like this one was like kind of cheap it was like 30 bucks that's that's like really good for a custom made jersey very sad yeah very, very sad. reasonable rest in peace yeah all right cool well that's going to be it from us today then a very special super long three-man pod edition of the falcon paladin hour again check out the store uh check out the uh patreon page for the podcast it's in the show notes um if you have any feedback you can hit me at falcon paladin at gmail.com you can tell us how we sucked or what we can talk about that you'd be interested in and we'll be here next week thanks again duddles for joining us anything you want to plug before we go i have nothing going on in my life sweet Starcraft. Hey, check is. out the Falcon Paladin Hour. It's like the coolest <laughs> thing I'm doing lately. <laughs> you guys want to plug that because that's like all I'm involved with. And that's it. All right. All right. Fantastic. So again, thanks everybody. Stay safe out there. Stay healthy. And we'll see you next week. Until then, please take care of yourselves. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.